You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of The Smoking Cuban, and the leader for the Harrison Barnes is Awesome fan club. What you got for me, Isaac? Hey, Nick. Do you know why the Mavericks um, were where they're at tonight in the game, coming out with the victory? Why they are where they are? Yeah, right now, coming out of the victory tonight. Coming out of the victory, they are where they are because Harrison Barnes could not miss. That's What a great answer. They they came out of the game and they, they came out on top because Harrison Barnes was the best player tonight. Just wonder. Five for five down the stretch. I think the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, he had 13 points in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, and so did Kemba Walker. They just went toe-to-toe. It was great. It was a great thing. Kimba, um, great thing. we we need to start a hashtag free Kimba. Um, Kimba. Yeah. So, can well. we free Kimba and West together somewhere? <laughs> can we? Can, can we just shop them and give them to somebody together? Can we give them to the Pelicans? Oh gosh, that'd be crazy. Um, some kind of weird Drew Holiday goes to the Hornets and. D- Detroit needs to get Kimba. They just need to make this happen. They have yeah, they have pieces yeah. that I think could do it. That's a good one. I tweeted out I tweeted out like a three team trade today, and some Detroit people picked it up randomly and was like, "Do this, do this. This should this should happen." Uh, but anyway, I think Kimba's uh, the trade talk. I think it will definitely pick up soon, mainly because I know it's a small market, but he's he only has one more year on his deal after this year, and I don't know if Kimba's going to want to stick around. That's long. tough. That that that's another part that's tough for a small market is you also have to, you know, figure out when to maximize your assets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a year earlier than most other teams because maybe if you can't hold on to a player and you, it's really tough on teams like that if you lose a guy for nothing. Like that's just yeah. really hard. I mean, look at Atlanta right now. Like <laughs> Atlanta is just sucking wind. Uh losing some of those guys for nothing. Now they have three first round picks this year, so they got to hit on some of those, but True. Uh, yeah, they're it's not looking good. Um, you said Atlanta and made me think of Dwight Howard, which he's not a member of the Hawks. He's on the Hornets. And my wife watched some of the game with me tonight. She goes, oh, there's that guy. I thought he was on the Rockets. I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah, he's like two teams behind. <laughs> yep, um, he was on the Rockets. Uh, but then he went to the Hawks. And um, But Dwight Howard, 5 for 18 from the free throw line tonight. Five for eighteen. Good job, Dwight. When it was when it was one hundred and thirteen to one hundred and ten, and Dwight Howard went to the went to the free throw line. I think that was the score. I was like, he's not going to make any of these. <laughs> like, and he actually made one. He made one, but like the first one missed, and I was like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but man, uh, Nick Batum, man, that's kind of sad. I mean, it's not like Chandler Parsons range at all but like i mean they handed him a ton of money and he just doesn't look that great 
But. Yeah, that that really hurts the team too. We talk about small market teams having to figure out what to do with assets a year early. If you if you use you know, like a lot of your cap space on a player and they don't give you even like I don't know seventy five percent of what you expected from that player, that that is that really hurts too. And that's that's probably the reason why they are where they are. I give you I give you a question. I just thought of this. Who would you rather have with their current contracts? Nick Batum, Hassan Whiteside. Chandler Parsons or Harrison Barnes? Oh, that's easy. Here's uh, well, is Hassan Whiteside like? What really? It's between them two because I'm definitely not taking. You would trade or, Harrison or Barnes straight up for Whiteside right now? No, 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 no. I'm saying which one would I rather have? And I think it's between the two of that, them. So I'm just, I'm that's if if you. <laughs> what's the difference if you if I say if you would trade them straight up? You wouldn't trade them straight up, but you would take Whiteside over. Uh, well, it do, a lot depends on the fit and the team. Okay. Because White's. I'm saying. Well, I'm saying for the Mavericks because I'm making a point that the those are three guys, not really as much Parsons that we supposedly missed out on. Oh yeah. That we you know we're interested in that fans are like oh my gosh all this stuff, and you know we you could probably even I mean I think we would probably say Mike Conley despite the injuries but yeah. Yeah, would you rather still. would you rather have a Harrison Barnes or Mike Conley? Considering Mike Conley's making thirty two million and hurt, and the question kind of becomes: Would you rather have Harrison Barnes and Dennis Smith Jr. or would you rather have Mike Conley and um, Luke Kennard? <laughs> you know, or like yeah. you know, somebody like that because that's kind of where that's probably where they would have gone in the draft if they would have got Conley. True. So, so if we're if you're going to pose a question like that, I would take Harrison Barnes for the Mavericks over Whiteside. Yeah, yeah, and I would too. And it's, yeah. I think it's just because we have that um, that mindset that the that Dallas always strikes out. We all, we suck at free agency, all this stuff. And you know, we did get kind of flack at the beginning of oh, we shouldn't have gave Harrison Barnes this big contract and all this stuff. But these guys we were interested in that left us to dry, and we were upset that we lost out on. Now looking back on it, I'm not happy happy with where we're at. Consider with those with that pool of players. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. I, I think the Harrison Barnes is overpaid stuff went away pretty pretty quick last year. I, I don't I don't hear I don't hear that as much this year at all. Uh, well, there's except, some there's some media people like, on except, some certain sites. Except by like ignorant fans, I think. Yeah. Because that, that I mean that's, you're just missing the point at that point. I mean yes, is it a little bit of an overpay? Sure, but you know like. Not everybody can be like a Demarcus Cousins making. You oh know, yeah, I mean sixteen yeah. million and being like an All NBA type player. Like it's just not. That's just unrealistic. Yeah, completely. Uh, somebody just tweeted this to us. Uh, so shout out to Cameron. He uh, tweeted us Jonathan Motley tonight for the Legends. Twenty four points, fourteen boards, six steals, five assists, three blocks. Cool. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> That is a stat line. They were playing against uh, – who are they playing against? Make some room for him at the deadline. They're playing against the Wisconsin Herd. Hmm. New G League team. Uh, by the way, we buried the lead. Speaking of uh, G yeah. League team, the uh, the Mavericks made a move today. A sham bomb came out. Uh, a sham bomb? Sham bomb. Sham bomb. Shams bomb came out today. The, uh, the Dallas Mavericks have – let go of Kyle Collinsworth, which is kind of weird because we just talked to him yesterday, and or we talked to him on Tuesday. So whenever yeah. you guys listen to this, we talked to him on Tuesday. But 
Uh, Collinsworth has been waived, uh, and then they signed Jalen Jones, uh, still on the two-way contract. He went to college at Texas A&M. He was on the main. Started off at SMU. I to give some that. give yeah. some Dallas people, then transferred. So, he, so like Isaac said, he transferred. Then uh, he was part of the main red clause last year in the G League, and he played about twelve games for the Greensboro Swarm this year. Uh, sort of ironic because that's the sh- that's the Hornets <laughs> G League team, <laughs> and then played five games for the Legends. Uh, he's a six foot seven wing type player, and he's never shot better than thirty five percent from three in college or in the G League. So he has a he has a six eleven wingspan. And when he came out of college um, at Texas A&M, he was like their best player. They didn't make the tournament that year, um, A&M, but he was the best player. I think he averaged around like 19 or something a game. He's more of a four, uh, four slash three, I'd say four first. Um, but Mike Schmitz, uh, Schmitz, is that how you say it? Schmitz. Schmitz um, from Draft Access when he came out, he had a great comparison for him, Thad Young. He's like Thad Young is uh, Thaddeus Young's like a good comp uh, for Jalen for Jalen Jones and so anyway I don't know how they're going to uh, implement him how they're going to use him a lot especially I mean we saw Yogi replacing Maxi uh, for the past two games and uh, unless um, Jones is going to take this is this a, a nod towards Finney Smith's availability. Um, coming up because you would think that they're kind of similar a little bit and he can probably he can bang down low a little bit but i'm done reading into any of these two-way deals i think they're just trying dudes out i think they're just using it as a 10 day i think they're trying to get somebody like they're trying to find a yogi type guy that'll fit that'll you know that'll all of a sudden stick and well the thing with the yogi type is they got to play so i mean yogi Yogi wouldn't explode it if he didn't have it yeah 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 i agree and they said, I think Eddie Sefko tweeted out uh, too that um, we obviously wouldn't, we're not with the Mavs tonight in Charlotte. That Rick said that there's a good chance that Collinsworth will be back. Yeah, um, yeah on a ten day contract. Yeah, for a ten day. Yeah, we're obviously not covering because we are not the uh, the only outlet that sends people home. Anyway, Such a so. savage. Uh, it was interesting because we we just talked to Collinsworth. Uh, I guess you know last night or two nights ago, and you know I. And we just asked him instead. I'm like, dude, how many days you got left? He's like, man, I don't know. Like on the two way stuff. <laughs> Little like, did I'm we just, know, it was. I know the next day. day. <laughs> he was like, you know, I'm just working like my 12, butt off trying, trying to make hours. it. I kind of felt bad. It's those moments that reality sets in yeah, on some does. of these things that, just like, uh, just like when like if Nerlens gets traded, I was just talking to a guy today, and I mean. I'm not saying we're like best friends, but we have a relationship. It's going to be super weird to like see him get traded. And it's like, well, dang, I'm used to talking to you. Like a lot of times when I go to the arena and then he's just gone. And, and there's like no exit interview or anything like that. No, they're just gone. Yeah. And it's like, well, dang crap. Like, like we haven't out. seen, we haven't seen Jarverson like since the beginning. So he, you know, he's just no. gone. like, that's it. It's like he vanished in the midair. He's just gone. So, that's some news today. Uh, and then, obviously, we were talking about the game earlier. The Dallas Mavericks beat the Charlotte Hornets 115-111. to It was another clutch win. The Mavericks are now 7-21, and still the worst record in the, in the NBA in uh, clutch games. But they do get their uh, 15th win of the season. 15-28. So. Yeah. 15-28. Um, man, I mean, you – I don't want to be a broken record with this, but 
Dirk Nowitzki. Too bad we do five pods a week. That's what we, that's where we are at this point. Dirk is 39, 20th season, played in every single game this year. Second night of a back to back. Second night of on a back of a back to back on on the road. The playing left left last night, 11:30 at night. Get the Charlotte early in this morning. Second second night of a back to back on the road. Yeah. Dirk puts up 19 points, shoots and, uh, eight for 16. And the Hornets were on four days rest. Yeah, I mean, or something crazy like that. Kevin O'Connor, Bill Simmons, major shouts to you guys. They said he's terrible. <laughs> they said he was ter- He's been, he's terrible this year. I mean, come on. I mean, you just can't really describe it. I mean, it's not the for ringer, him to. The Ringer has had this weird curse this year. Do you know about this? Where they call it, where they talk about people, and then they, they do the opposite. They write these big articles about about certain things in the NBA, and then the opposite happens afterwards. So they wrote this huge piece on the Pistons when they were having their big surge, and then all of a sudden they just fell off, and they weren't as good as they they were, and they went on their like they had like an eight game losing streak or something. It was right after that article was written. Then they wrote about the NBA's new middle class, and they ranked the middle class in the NBA. They put the they put the Miami Heat at the bottom. And then all of a sudden, like the Miami Heat start <laughs> rising up to the, to the top of it, and then they, uh, then now uh, Bill Simmons and Kevin O'Connor are talking about how bad Dirk is, and Dirk's had these great games <laughs> strung yeah. together. I mean, he's. I think Followell said he scored eighteen plus points in seven of the last fourteen games. That's insane, man. Yeah, thirty nine years old, man, and dude can barely run. <laughs> Like, let's just be honest, man. Like, guy cannot get up and down the floor, but he is making it. It makes it more impressive to me. It's it, That's not a slight to him. That is like, it's more impressive what he's doing, the fact that he just can't run. 19 points tonight on 50% shooting, 42% from the from three. Yeah. Jeez. Just every, I mean, everything with it. So, I mean, you can't, he, he even had two steals tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't say enough about Dirk uh, just at where he's at, but. I mean, I think the two biggest storylines tonight is Barnes and Yogi. You know, Rick made a lineup change. He yeah. basically made it uh, last night or two he nights did. ago. He took Maxie out a couple minutes into the game. Um, but tonight, it was like official before the game. Replaced Maxie with Yogi. He cited matchups. You know, I got a couple texts uh, at the beginning of the Speaking game. Speaking of broken records. <laughs> yeah, matchups. Um, as soon as the game started, I got a couple texts from some people. Who are like, was Maxie in the doghouse? Like, what? And I don't think he's in a doghouse. No, it's just Rick was just like, hey, like, it's just how they match up and stuff. And uh, but and this I mean, is, Yogi, this is just the way the Mavericks were always going to play, right? Like they, they were always just going to play these two guards or two or three guards, you know, Harrison Barnes at the four and then, you know, Dirk at the five or somebody at the five. Like that's just always the way they're going to play. And then the Maxi thing just so happened to, to work out um, and they, they found something in him. Uh, I'm not really sure why he's getting less playing time. He isn't playing as well. I talked to him to uh, him on uh, Tuesday night after the game and was like, "Man, it was kind of a short game for you." And he goes, "Yeah, I just, you know, I, just, I sucked." <laughs> he's like, "I just, I sucked in my time. Got to get out there and I, I got to really make it happen in, in every moment that I'm out there." And I was like, "I was like, yeah, but you, you know, started all these games." And he goes, "Doesn't matter. You know, I, I sucked. Like I was just not good. And yeah. you know, if I go out there and I don't play well, then..." You know, coach has every right to, to pull me out of there. So he kind of and he's not shooting well. I don't have his stats in front yeah. of me, but I'm fairly confident well, he's that two he's of just, seven tonight. 
he's just not shooting the ball well. He's not shooting the three well. He talked about that at practice about a month ago. That that was that we talked about on the pod. Some that was the biggest adjustment for him yeah. coming from Europe over here. It's a longer, uh, longer shot here. He's having to put more of his legs into it. He's been working with Rick, um, but I mean we've seen it. I mean we saw it with Powell. If you're not going to make the outside shot, you're going to get benched. And now Powell's rolling to the basket Powell's and like, he I'm, plays. So I'm, not, I'm just I'm just not going to take it. <laughs> I didn't understand the. Um, if they want to cite matchups for Yogi tonight because Nick Batum is their two guard. <laughs> and um, Yeah, that part I don't understand. But then you can also I, see I can also understand because Marvin Williams is is the you know, the starting four for the for the Hornets and Harrison Martin's gonna yeah. match up pretty well with him. Like they're pretty much Yeah. They're pretty equal. I mean they're both north they're t- both tar heels and they both are kind of that three yeah. four sort of tweener type, you know, forward position. I think yeah. I think Marvin Williams came out as a as a three. Yeah, I mean, he was on that because Jawad. I'm get really nerdy, nerdy with you, right? But uh, Jawad Williams was pretty sure Jawad was. Yeah, Jawad Williams was our four, and Sean May was the five. Sean May, R.I.P. Yeah. that guy. He didn't make it. Like... Love those guys. I love that team. I love that the same man. team with Felton and McCants. Yeah, yeah, they beat uh, uh, Darren Williams in the title game. Darren Williams and D. Brown. Illinois. Big Augustine for Illinois. Uh, I got a question for you, and this is a piece I have coming out tomorrow, but it's based kind of off this. How many teams in the league would Yogi Ferrell start at point guard for? Oh, gosh. Uh, does it have to be point guard, or can it just be starting? <clears throat> well, I just started thinking about it because Pistons, I think, you know, they need somebody we talked about yesterday, but. I have three for sure. I think he would start for the Knicks, Suns, and Pistons. I Knicks think he, he would start a Suns start with Jarrett Jack. Pistons now that Reggie Jackson is out, and maybe even with yeah. Reggie Jackson. Yeah. So like those three, I think for sure. I'm kind of ruining my piece now. What about now, the Magic? But, and then I have uh, I have a maybe group of the Magic. I don't know if he'd start over Alfred Payton because um, he's kind of like DJ Augustine. Um, would he start for Denver? No, I think that they, they have to put everything into Murray. I think right now. Oh Lord. I mean, um, I mean, he's. It's kind of they're gonna yeah. really hinge on whether he's his development goes or not. Would he start for the Grizzlies without Conley? That was my next one. Without Conley, um, Philly, maybe. Philly. I forgot who starts at their supposed point guard. They start Redick and uh, Jared Bayless. I think. Yeah, start him over Bayless. Yeah. Um, Nets is is Dinwiddie their starter right now? Oh yeah, no, he would not start over Dinwiddie. Oh, you're all about Dinwiddie. He's good. He's been really really good for them. <laughs> um, and then I know Darren Collison's been playing well. I think, but would he start? What about the, the Pelicans? Pacers? I don't think he would. Darren Collison, I think I think Yogi would start over him. Okay. So my point is, that's a lot of teams. They're, there's at least three, five, six teams out there that I don't want to see Yogi gone, but it's kind of like, man, I would be happy for him if he got a starting spot somewhere. Yeah, I would be happy if the Pistons traded for him and he would like help them get to the playoffs. I think. How is that possible? The Mavs have three point guards that would start for all those teams, and yet they. I don't. I wouldn't put uh, JJ in that category though. Really. I think JJ is different than Yogi. I think Yogi would be. I think JJ is more of a system-based guy than Yogi. He's more dependent on the Mavericks. Yes, yes. 
Um, I just think you really got to know how to use JJ. And you've talked about extensively how how Yogi is a pure point guard, and he would fit that. JJ JJ just has this role. He lo- he has that two man game. He he knows Carlisle's system. He has just everything with that of. There were some times tonight with JJ, and it, this has happened this year, where it just looks like when he is on offense in the half court that only two players on offense exist, <laughs> and he just doesn't yeah. really even look to his left or his right. He just looks you know, north and south and sees the guy yeah. that he's picking with. And then like there was one time where he was picking and rolling with, uh, with Dirk, and Barnes was like wide open on the left wing, and he just didn't even like look his way. He doesn't see <laughs> it him. Was just, it was very odd to me. As good as we, you know, we talked about JJ when we gave out our midseason awards. He said he was most improved this year, but still, there are still holes, obviously, and he's not yeah. the most amazing player. Uh, I want to still talk about this this move uh, that Carlisle made for the starting lineup. So he puts Yogi in. We kind of, we like you said, we kind of saw it uh, the game before against the Magic, where he, you know, Carlisle yanks Maxi pretty early, and then he puts Yogi in. Um, for him and then you're like okay this is kind of a you know they kind of made this move kind of changed it up do you think this is just matchups or do you think this is going to stick going forward do you think this is because carlisle sometimes he get he gets into a lineup and then all of a sudden he sticks with it like we've seen this with maxi now where he sticks with it for about 27 games he stuck with dorian finney smith for like 40 games last year <laughs> you know he just puts him in the lineup and then sticks with it for a long time i think he sticks with it um I just I think that especially with LA coming up, um, I think they just really like Barnes at the four. I mean, we got to remember when Maxi went to the start lineup that pushed Barnes back to the three, and Yogi gives them. I mean, I think we can both agree that, and Kirk Kirk Henderson can agree that Wes Matthews isn't the best um, playmaker, uh, dribbler, dribbler, uh, <laughs> dribbler um, out there. Uh, so, putting Yogi out there gives you another ball handler that can, you know, at least make something happen or put the ball on the court. And so, I don't know. I, I think I think it's more of a. Here, here's my perspective on it. I think it's more of a thing at Barnes at the four than it is Yogi at the two. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's exactly right. I think they they want to maximize Barnes there, um, and then just like that extra playmaking ability, I think, and they're just saying screw defense. So, yeah, and it's it's like what we talked about a while ago. Even talking with the new guy, the Jalen Jones guy, it's just like, you know, what <laughs> teen crumpets. <laughs> My wife is behind me. I don't know if you guys can hear the microwave, but I asked her if she could get me some water, and she gives me this little like espresso cup. <laughs> oh my gosh! That I'm gonna drink in like one gulp. You're gonna. You look like you're on the crown. Wow. Um, Isaac, did I put my pinky up? <laughs> you did. <laughs> the pinky is up. Uh, drink your tea. <laughs> but um, I don't forget what I was talking about now. And she just gave me another one. I think she just keeps on rolling. Um, what was it? What were you even talking about? The tea just threw us all off. It's not even tea. It's just water. It's just these water. Little weird espresso cups that are very tiny. <laughs> A shout out to Point Salah. Oh, man, Point Solo was so great. <laughs> okay. With the dime. Did you see the camera angle that was the replay where he's where no. it's like in front of him? So I tweeted this out as a GIF, and I'll put it with the post that I uh, I posted on Mavs Moneyball with this podcast. But 
So he doesn't even look at JJ when he throws the pass at him. He's looking at the ball the whole time he dribbles. You know how all growing up they tell you to not look at your dribble and to like look forward or look look ahead so you can see. Salah is like literally looking at the ball. As he's dribbling, he's looking at the ball, looking at the ball, and then all of a sudden he just like passes it and looks after he passes it. He looks over at JJ, but that's such a backwards fast break. It was so funny. <laughs> give uh, give Salah the ball more. So great. Oh man, I hope but, he doesn't get but, traded, but I think he's going to. The point I was making a while ago with the, with the move to put Yogi in the starting lineup and play him more, it just takes another big out of out of the rotation. So. I mean, you saw Maxi. That makes, know, that makes room ago. for Nerlens Noel to come back early February. Hopefully, early get him February. some minutes. Okay. Um, so that then, was a joke yeah, for I mean, anybody that's new listening to this podcast, we don't think Nerlens <laughs> is going to come back and play. <laughs> um. So then, yeah, I mean, you just you have your bigger log jam once again. So it's interesting. I think he'll keep it up definitely uh, to the Lakers game. Nick, how how are you gonna be this weekend? Like I've done I've done this gonna... before, man. I've remained unbiased. I mean, are you wearing a Lonzo jersey to the game? No, because you only wear the jersey of the player that's not there. So I would have had to have worn the Lonzo jersey already. No, I don't even have a Lonzo jersey. No, no jersey for me. No uh no fandom. I'll be happy who we're kinda wins. we talked about the other day that we're kinda bummed because it's a one o'clock start time on Saturday, so that means there's not going to be a shoot around uh, that morning. So Nick doesn't get to go to shoot around and fanboy uh, around his team. I could say I can joke about this with you like literally every day because the Mavs are your team. So <laughs> no, it's good. It's I mean that it, it's what you grew up liking. It's true. I do have my. Uh... I've been a fangirl plenty of times, man. I tell you. I talked to a lot of dudes last year, LeBron, Chris Paul, dun- a bunch of people. But when I got next to Vince Carter, I got nervous, man. I got so nervous because this dude was like everything in basketball to me. I don't care to – what is – oh, my gosh. Nick's showing me a poster right now, a Lakers poster. And I see – is that Rick Fox? Rick Fox, Kobe, Shaq. Derek Fisher with the headband pulled over his ears like a weirdo. Um, Robert Ory. And there's two more on there that you will never guess in your entire life. Oh, gosh. Trevor Reza? Nope. This is what, this is 2000 to 2002. Uh, show me a picture of him. Let's see if I know the picture. Uh, I can't see. No, I don't know. That's that Samaki Walker. Samaki Walker, do you play at Kentucky? <laughs> and then the other one's Lindsey Hunter. Oh, gosh. So random. I just got another. Two more. I just got two more espresso cups full of water from my loving wife. And you just lost two more followers. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, guys, big moment. I dropped NBA from my Twitter name. Oh, you did? I did. I went, with, I went the more professional route with I just added my the letter of my middle name to the middle. The letter for the result of whenever you play basketball. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's great. Isaac W. Harris. <laughs> Isaac L. Harris. <laughs> um, 
anyway, yeah, I dropped it. Because I got some things on the horizon. I just don't want the NBA to be hanging on there anymore. Zach Lowe has Zach Lowe underscore NBA on his Twitter handle. Does he really? I wonder how long he's had that. I don't know. But he's got way more followers than we'll ever have, so. That is very true. I like Zach Lowe. He's the best. He He tweeted about the game tonight. It's always cool when you see like these national writers and you know they're definitely watching the uh, the team that you cover or your favorite team. He says, pretty, pretty bad loss for Charlotte considering the scheduling advantage. Waste of a monster game from Kemba. Fun Kemba Barnes duel down the stretch. Nice. National reporters watching the Mavericks. Let's go. Gotta love it. Can I ask you a hypothetical trade real quick? You can, and then I'll give you a Sodom shame, and then we'll end. Okay, Wes Goldberg, side expert for the Heat, um, fan side of the Heat account. What? Oh, another team crumpets. Um, he tweeted out a trade today, uh, a potential trade, and he's like, "What do you, what do you guys think of this?" It was pretty much Hassan Whiteside to Dallas for Wes Matthews, Nerlens Noel, and a lottery protected first round pick. Would you do it? Yeah, Isn't Hassan Whiteside like twenty eight? I don't know, and I don't see him. I think twenty eight. Fitting like with Carlisle either. Hmm. Do you, has your opinion changed since we went after him in free agency? Yeah, the direction of the team changed since then. That was before Dennis. That was before the the uh, that was before the lottery year, like the the first lottery year. So. Yeah, that was before the Mavericks were even like terrible. So it's like we're talking about like the famine or something. That was that was the first lottery year. You it, know? Like, I mean, it is. <laughs> the other day when I tweeted out the uh, the difference in like the difference in in uh, record at at forty one games, it's like it's stark, man. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're like five games over five hundred, and now they're like ten games under it. <laughs> so you would not do the I deal. don't think so. I don't think Hassan Whiteside's doing anything for this team long term. And if you're looking at this team, I mean, also mentioned today, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. and and Mo Bamba pick and rolls would be super fun, man. That that, that would be super awesome. I'm looking forward to that next year if that happens. But then that got me thinking, well, Dennis is 20. Bamba's 19. Man, that timeline, (laughs) that dang timeline is – that's a long timeline before the Mavericks are – probably pretty competent again so any kind of move i think it's got to be either that's got to be in the harrison barnes range of of you know ages it can't you, we can't make these moves for these you know 28 30 year old guys anymore because by the time dennis with jr and, and bomba or whoever the 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 draft pick this year are like 20 20 porter. yeah porter whoever i think we'll end up with porter. that'd be awesome because he seemed to be undervalued, at least by fans and media people right now. He seems to be undervalued. But uh, by the time those guys are like 23 or, you know, whatever, that guy will be headed out of the league, basically. Yeah. So that just made me think a lot about the timeline. And I, I'm just all for trying to stay young. So I, I, that move doesn't do anything. Unless you're getting like – unless Miami wants to get off of his contract and so they – sweeten it with something like a justice winslow or somebody like that somebody that they're like Ooh. they're like yeah. i don't know if this guy's gonna work out we have other guys josh richardson and other people that we think are you know 
better than him. We got this Tyler Johnson crazy contract that's coming up. That, that's insane. He, Tyler Johnson, he, they did a poison pill contract on him. And so he got like, what, $5 million the first two years and then $19 million the last two years. And so next year it's bumping up to $19 million. I would not. What touch a stupid that. deal. It just doesn't even. Like, oh, man. <laughs> for them to maximize that deal, for that deal to be worth it, how good would he have to be? Never, never good enough. No, I, I don't think so. So, yeah. I mean, he's not even. I mean, you wouldn't say he's better than Reggie Jackson, would you? No. No, and Reggie Jackson makes like 16, and everybody's like, they can't even like dump him. So, yeah. That was just a, that's just a weird move. And, I don't watch Miami all the time, I'm going to be honest, but it's still from afar. It doesn't look great to me. So unless they're going to sweeten it with something, you know, like a Winslow or, or somebody like that, then, you know, I'm not I'm not for yeah. it. I don't think DeRozan watches Miami too much either. <laughs> or Ibaka. done with Miami, man. Also, uh, ESPN Fantasy Basketball. I understand that Serge Ibaka is, is listed as suspended. I got 12... Notificate push notifications in a row today from ESPN Fantasy saying that Serge Ibaka was suspended. Dang. Other people tweeted me and said that they got the same thing. Huh. Crazy. Make sure you get him out of your lineup. He's still there. I gave up on my team. <laughs> Don't you have a Sotnam shame? I have a Sotnam shame. Let me give you that and then we will go. Was perusing the uh the Mavs Nation Facebook group. It is uh now it is basically just a uh what a it's dumpster a dumpster fire. fire, but it's it's literally just it's a dumpster fire of people saying, "Do you have a link so I can stream the game? Do you have a link? Links, please. Somebody send me a link to the game." Like just not the place, not the time and place. Make one post, find the post, and get it. Or go to NBA streams on Reddit. Like that's just those are the two things you do. All right, here's the one, and we're not going to name names anymore on the Sodom Shame unless we know the person personally. Like if it's Tim Cato, I'll be like, "All right, Tim Cato made this stupid dream." You know, something like that. So, all right. Totally hypothetical and probably very unlikely trade scenario. Cleveland is looking to unload Tristan Thompson. He also posted this (laughs) with a picture of Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian. So, I have no idea. That that makes the Sodom shame even worse. And this guy tweets like he knows. He, uh... They're looking to unload Yeah, they're looking to... This is a Facebook post, so... Uh, And also, Sotnam Shame is a segment that we have decided to make. Uh, It's commemorating Sotnam. It's, you know, it's remembering him. And it's uh, shaming people that make bad trade ideas or bad free agency pitches. Cleveland is looking to unload Tristan Thompson and comes at you with this. Do you do it? Dallas receives Tristan Thompson, spelled with an E, and Nets first round pick. No. (laughs) No. It's already funny because ain't nothing we have that equals that pick. Get ready to <laughs> get ready to hear what he's sending them. Cleveland receives Nerlens Noel, JJ Barea, and or Devin Harris, Josh McRoberts, <laughs> and a future second round pick. What you take on Tristan Thompson's large contract, which has two more years left on it, but get a possible lottery pick in the upcoming draft. Cleveland gets a defensive minded center that doesn't kill their ball movement. <laughs> oh, I love Sotnam Shames. These are so good. That one's bad. That's a bad. It's a bad how trade. does how does Nerlens not kill the ball movement and Tristan Thompson does? Yeah. What what difference do they make? <laughs> and I don't think Cleveland would. 
would he, like I don't even think they would trade Tristan straight up for that package, no. let alone no. add a pick. I I mean Tristan Thompson has started in finals games, multiple finals games. <laughs> <laughs> Who's more valuable right now, him or Jordan Clarkson? Oh, Tristan Thompson probably. Well, okay. I don't know. I saw that. I saw some people like they're like, oh, Clarkson has value, and then some people's like, oh, they can't dump him. The problem is with the Lakers is, do I? I don't, I don't want to do this. Do I have to do this? The problem, the problem, the problem no. with the Lakers is everybody knows what they're doing. Like Magic Johnson has basically projected their plan for the next, you know, forever to everyone, and so yeah. like everybody knows their shtick. So now everything that they try to do is a lot harder. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, can we give a shout-out to Laurie, Laurie Markin? I was just about to read this. Laurie Markkinen, eight three-pointers tonight, tied for the most in a game by a seven-footer in NBA history. Isaac Harris, let's end the pod by telling me who is the other seven-footer to shoot and make seven threes in a game. Andrea Bargnani. <laughs> <laughs> what happened just to that guy, man? It's... The tall baller no, from the team. Tall baller from the eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Andre Bargnani was a former first round pick, or first number one overall pick by the Raptors. He is from Italy, and he was supposed to be like the next Dirk, and definitely flamed yeah. out. Add that to the list. So he had like one season where he averaged twenty, but other than that, Bargnani's some shooting coach in Venice right now. Living the life, like living the life, probably. Yeah. So, because he made his money, you know. Yeah, he did. All right, He's guys. Set. Thank you so much for listening. How, how did we get to thirty-seven minutes again, man? <laughs> I don't know. We get, we always get on Jack. the podcast and we go, we got nothing to say, and then all of a sudden <laughs> we're like <laughs> forty minutes in. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to us rambling about the Mavericks for forty minutes every single day. We really appreciate it. No game on Thursday and Friday. Look forward to the Lakers game on Saturday. Excited about that. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Peace out. Boom.